Welcome to the Marriage Puzzle Podcast with Julie and Thomas Hobby. We are marriage coaches who help couples with pain points about money, intimacy, and communication go from being overwhelmed to being secure in their marriage. If this is your first time listening to us, thanks for checking out our podcast. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating and a review. Let's dive into this episode. Hi guys, we're going to keep talking about lack of and um, a couple weeks ago when we were talking about lack of forgiveness, I mentioned at the end of that episode that it could be due to lack of trust and so here we are in episode 70 wrapping around um, to that topic and um, there's there's a quote I read that said a marriage without trust is like a car without gas. You can stay in it as long as you want but it won't go anywhere. So how important is trust in a marriage. Well, it's important enough to continue this lack of series. I mean, we said <laughs> we were going to do it only for October and here we are in November and we had one more in us. So yeah. we figured we might as well go ahead and get this one out there too. So, Absolutely. Um, so sometimes when we say uh, that it's only going to be for a certain month, we've still just got some, some, some left in us to talk about. We've got to just let it keep rolling. So yeah, we'll give tips on, you know, what, might have if you if you caused the broken trust like Mm -hmm. kind of what to do um and if you were the one betrayed what to do and and how to move forward because you need trust it trust actually is a mutual thing in your marriage you have to trust each other it doesn't just work one way or the other and so it it's a huge um thing for your marriage to be healthy and so we don't want you to have lack of trust, so we want to give you tips and tools of how to move forward because that's, as marriage coaches, a lot of what we do. You mm-hmm. know, you can dig up the past and and, and dwell there. It's um, good to, to talk about things and um, we might even get into like forgive and, and, but we also like to say once you have that, then let's, let's move on and move forward and taking our marriage from where it is to better, or even if it's good to greater. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so we're going to start with, um, tips for the one who potentially broke the trust. Um, you know, first, first and foremost, remember that if trust is broken, I mean that there could be a tr- an actual reason that could, could have happened, but there could also be um, it could also kind of be made up in your head, oh, right? 100%. You know, like, I, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you could be thinking something happened just, so just remember before, mm-hmm. before you try to jump to accusations or jump to conclusions that there really are kind of two sides to the story. You know, if, if you're feeling something isn't right with your spouse or some of the things just aren't lining up, it's okay to ask questions, but don't convict them in your head right. before you give them, you know, the trial, you know, mm-hmm. before you allow them to try to, to prove um, what did or did not happen. And so. that's so hard. It's so hard because our mind, um, you know, with uh, a lot more of cases like anxiety and stuff, I was thinking about that, like you can have one thought of something bad in your mind. And if you sit on that, it just can like, you've played out a whole movie and a whole story in in your mind. And now you're like accusing this person and then they're confused and all that. So that's like probably a whole nother episode. (laughs) Um, But that you're, you're kind of coming from the standpoint of if there was a true situation where trust was broken, right? Well, whether there was or not, I'm, I'm coming from the standpoint first. I mean, we will, we will give tips for 
what happens if the trust was actually broken. But I just ad-libbed a little bit, yeah. you know, came off the notes for a second to say, if you've got a thought or a suspicion or something, don't let that suspicion become a conviction. Mm. Um, I think that that's important that's to know because if you convict your spouse of breaking your trust before knowing that they actually did or not, that's unfair. Mm -hmm. um, if they didn't break your trust and you've already convicted them, that like, how do they recover from that? Mm -hmm. Like, you're not going to believe anything they said. Mm -hmm. So you have to truly, as much as possible, be open, give benefit of the doubt, and so on. But anyway, let's talk about tips if you actually did break your spouse's trust. Um, first and foremost, you have to change your behavior. You can't just keep repeating the same problem action over and over again, hoping that your spouse is one day just going to be like, okay, they're not going to stop, so I'll just be okay with that right. now. And that's just going to be a part of our relationship, whatever that action is. You have to actually prove to them and set something in place to say like, I'm committed to changing this and not breaking your trust again, so here's what I'm going to do. And you know, be open to their suggestions of what else they think you might need to do um, in order to accomplish that. Um, and be accountable, you know, be accountable to them for that. Um, next, you want to make sure that you're an open book. Um, if you break your spouse's trust, they're going to have questions as to why would you do that? When did you do that? What, what, what happened? How, how did this come about? Um, and you have to be, in order to even have the opportunity to start rebuilding that trust, you have to be a complete open book in that regard. Because if you start saying things like even just the phrase, I don't know, um, that's going to make it seem like you're still trying to hide something or deceive them in some way. And that's not going to get you anywhere. That's your car without gas right. that you mentioned off the top. If you're saying you don't know, it's going to look like you're still trying to hide something. That mo Any momentum you're trying to gain in terms of rebuilding is going to be gone. The next tip kind of plays into that, like own up to it and apologize. So avoid blaming and becoming defensive. So even the, you know, I don't know, I think sometimes the defense, even kind of going back to, you know, what you said of if you're just accusing someone who hasn't truly done an act to break your trust, that's sometimes very easy to become defensive, which then makes you not trust them even more. Mm -hmm. um, and so just kind of trying to just be very honest and open at their you know, is a, a truthful accusation, apologize, um, and don't become defensive where then you're just like trying to justify your behavior. Right. Um, it's a lot better to just kind of admit it and like deal with that and what it was. Um, and, and the walls can then start coming down because it's like, mm -hmm. oh, okay, we're, we get to talk about this instead of this defensiveness that then you know it's just kind of this back and forth attack and the walls are going up and up and up and that's just something that then you're always going to have that lack of trust well perfect yeah absolutely and if if you we can oftentimes when we're put in that situation as the the spouse that has caused the problem 
um, it can be very easy to, you know, what what's our first instinct as humans to probably try to lie to get out of it or sidestep it or point the finger at someone else. Mm-hmm. That's Ad- just getting Ad- worse. Ad- Adam did that to Eve, right? <laughs> She's the one who gave me the fruit. I mean, <laughs> how'd that work out? <laughs> so, I mean, that that's our natural human instinct is to try and point the finger at someone else. So if you, even if you admit it or you're caught in this situation as the one who broke the trust and your spouse is trying to ask you questions, it can be very easy to be like, well, I only did it because you didn't mm. do this. Wow. Well, now, exactly what you said. Mm. Now, well, now there's, okay, your spouse's defense is up now and they're getting ready to start firing some things right back at you. And so it's just not going to go anywhere. So avoid getting defensive. You're right. I don't know is a defensive phrase. Like, I don't know. Like what? Like, I, don't I'm, worry I'm, about I'm, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it just looks like you're trying to hide something and avoid that blaming as well. So uh, we've got a few tips uh, a couple of tips for um, the one who in the relationship who was betrayed, who had their trust broken, I guess is the, the right way to say that. Um, if you were the one who were betrayed in the relationship, first and foremost, you should, it's likely that you're going to be angry or upset or frustrated. Those are all valid emotions. So let's get that out of the way now. But the first thing you can do to work towards reconciliation is try to understand your spouse. Um, if you let your spouse know when this situation comes up, you, you first have to let them know, like you appreciate them telling you, you appreciate them being an open book. Or if, if you caught them in something, you have to then after the emotions maybe settle a little bit, you have to then try to let them know you want to stand with them and make sure that you guys come to a solution, a resolution together. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're committed to the relationship, then that's the first thing you should be doing is obviously you're going to be frustrated. Like you get those, get through some of those emotions and then you go to them and say, I just want you to know I'm committed to working this out. Let's Let's figure out how we can get through this together. Once you've let them know that, the next thing that you want to do is you want to start asking questions to them to try and determine what caused their action that broke the trust. You need to ask them things like, where were you? What was happening? You know, I guess maybe who you were with. I mean, I mean, just ask generic questions that will help open-ended questions Mm -hmm. that will make them kind of speak and open up. You don't want to ask yes or no questions in this scenario, but you also want to ask questions about their feelings and their emotions that they were having before uh, before the action happened. Because although we said about the, in the first few tips, um, to avoid blaming, you kind of want to look at yourself in a situation like this too. Even if the trust was broken on you, you want to say like, what could I have done that maybe made them feel pushed away or or you want to learn as well in this situation and so it's important to ask what feelings and emotions they were having um, because they're already going to be feeling you know like they they've done something wrong so if if you can come alongside them and, and try to learn with them it's going to really help this situation move forward yeah i mean it's it's really hard to have that trust broken and then you're saying you know try to understand um 
because I think our go-to is like, how dare you? I don't understand. I wouldn't, I would never do that. But that's where you're saying, you know, if you do as much as you can calmly ask those questions or your guards, both of your guards can come down and have that open and honest conversation of what happened and why and those feelings. Then in turn, you can share your feelings of how it makes you feel, but you want to be careful to not talk down to your spouse. This is not then becoming a parent-child relationship right? where you get to be the discipliner, you know, and you did something wrong. So I'm going to tell you, like, you're still peers. Mm -hmm. You're still equals and you're still one in this union of marriage. And so you, if you're having a conversation, you know, like you said, they're, they're probably already feeling guilt and shame. And so it's okay. Like I said, to let them know how it makes you feel. But if you're committed to them, you don't want to talk down to them and push them away even more. Right. You really want to show them where, you know, I, I don't like this. I, I'm going to have to figure out how to, we're going to have to figure out how to work through this to move on, but I'm committed to you. And how can you show them that? How can you show you're not saying, okay, it's okay. I trust you. Like in that second. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're probably really, really scared. Yeah. And then it's even scarier to open up and share details or whatever you think you need to know to to be able to work through this. And I think that's what um, a loving, supportive spouse can do in moments like that is just to come alongside them. Say like, okay, this happened. I'm still with you, but I want to understand so I can trust you again or that this won't happen again Mm -hmm. because it's valid for you to have those feelings and say, don't, don't do this to me again, but I'm not just like, um, you know, condoning that the right Mm -hmm. term of like, like I said, just in this, it's not your place. I would say to discipline them. They're kind of as adults going to feel that themselves. Um, if they're committed back to you, they're going to feel that themselves. Absolutely. And, and one of the things that I loved what you said was you're still one. And that's kind of what I was trying to iterate in the last point or illustrate in the last point was that even if your spouse is the one who broke your trust, you're still one. In all reality, there's probably something that you did to add to it, to kind of maybe not to force them, but to, to push them away or to, you know, make them feel like they weren't, you know, going to get what they needed from you in whatever the scenario may be. We're not trying to pinpoint any one scenario here because it could be a multitude of things. It could be financial or, you know, uh, sexual or anything. Right. Um, but there could be something, an emotion that they weren't getting from you that made them feel like they needed to go fulfill that somewhere else. So I don't want it to seem like, you know, the, the one who broke the trust can always, you know, there's always that other side of it. But if you are one, you should be looking at yourself during that as well and saying, what could I have done differently to help my spouse have not done this? You know, not, not again, not trying to point the finger, but there's always two sides 
to a relationship. And if you're one, you should be really looking at it that way too. Yeah, I think a big trust buster happens just overnight. There's like probably little bits of things along the way. So um, not to just jump to the like uh, physical, you know, like an affair trust broken Mm -hmm. um, because that is a big, (laughs) big topic. This, um, because I want to be relevant to all, you know, everyone listening, like you said, financial is a good example, but it could even just be, you know, you weren't honest about something or you lied about something or hid something like minor because you didn't think it was a big deal. And mm-hmm. those, even those little things like kind of wear down, um, you know, the, the, tr- the trust that you need mm-hmm. and, and then it can then cause like, if it's easier to do those, then it's going to be easy to be a big, big failure in the trust department. Yeah. And uh, just a couple little overall tips that we want to leave you with in closing here. First of all, just be forgiving. I, I don't ever like looking at a relationship from a standpoint of whether it's a marriage, specifically whether it's going to work or not. But bottom line is whether a marriage ends up breaking down because of some major trust issue, forgiveness is still going to be key for your life and for their life because you're both going to have to live with that if the marriage falls apart and being able to forgive will help both of you move on and heal. But if you both are committed to the relationship, it's going to be that much more important Mm -hmm. because you have to decide to forgive your spouse if they broke your trust. And if you're the one who broke trust, you have to decide to be forgiven. And if you can't allow yourself to be forgiven, there's something deeper there that you have to work through. And you're, if you can't allow yourself to be forgiven, you're n- never going to be, be able to work through it either. Especially if they're trying to forgive you, mm-hmm. that's just going to frustrate them. Like, I'm trying to forgive you. You need to let it go now. Like, right. <laughs> I'm trying to move on. And so it's just going to really keep bringing it up. So um, a quote that we've heard in the past is, trust is earned in drops, but lost in buckets. And like, wow, what a visual right. that is. I mean, you know, you're you're really having to earn that back um, when you... Over time. Over time, yeah. I mean, so so if you're really... If you make a decision to forgive, that doesn't mean, like you just said, that doesn't mean it's going to be fixed just like that. Um, You know, you have to... It's going to take time. But committing to it and choosing to forgive or be forgiven is what's key. Mm -hmm. And the second thing we want to leave you with is... Be committed. If, if you're really committed to the relationship, you should want it to work. No matter what comes up, no matter what kind of trust is broken, if you're truly committed, you should start from a place of wanting it to work out. If you start from that place, then it's a lot easier to get there. Um, and, you know, there's, there's not going to be any room for lip service, no more room for lies, yeah period, but, you know, especially around a topic like this, um, but, you know, you have to be fully, completely open and honest all the way through um, in order to uh, to get that to work. Yeah, we we recently started uh, uh, coaching a couple and a, a friend of theirs came up to me and said, are you going to fix them? <laughs> it, was, it was joking, but it's kind of like, well, we're marriage coaches, but our job isn't to 
fix them and and like you're saying determine if this relationship is going to last or not but we strive to give tools and tips but we do that in in our coaching where it's the couple it's it's the husband and wife we give them the tools and tips to talk to each other mm-hmm. to work through things like this to to trust each other again um, they're doing the fixing, yeah, right? Right. But it, it it still goes down to forgiveness, like you said, and and commitment. And those are when we know if a couple's gonna last or not. Kind of like, especially through our coaching, um, it's the commitment level. Right. It's it's who's you know showing up, um, ready to learn because they love their spouse no matter what they have done or what has been done to them um, and can turn it around. And that's what gets us excited is like, hey, if you're committed, then we can give you tips and tools to, quote unquote, fix this. Yeah. <laughs> but it t- it takes them. No book or podcast or, or whatever, I'm sorry, is going to fix your marriage like a magic pill if it if the commitment's not there, if you're both not in it 100%. Right. And, and, and there's, there's no... Let's be honest, there's no fixing any marriage. Mm-hmm. It's a constant work day in, day out. You're always just trying to keep it well-oiled and working the best that it can. But if anybody could fix a marriage, it would have been sold out and done by yeah. now for everybody in the world. Like divorce would be eradicated, like all of that stuff. Yeah. So, um, but the, the I, it's lack not going to happen. <laughs> what the lack of trust though, when you get through these tips and you choose to forgive and you are still committed, um, then you just have to also choose to trust again and you put yourself out Huge. there and you could get hurt again. Yes. But if you just live in the fear of, you know, once betrayed, always going to be hurt, you know, or, or that, like, then you're never going to be able to trust your spouse again. But how beautiful are the marriages have gone through those hard times and worked through them and chosen to trust again with each other mm-hmm. and they're stronger because of it. Well, and let's go back to that visual about the bucket, right? I mean, you know, I, I, I like what you're saying, choosing to trust again. I, if I heard you correctly, I think you said, after you've worked through some of this, choose to trust again. I would even kind of challenge that and say, if you're committed, you're choosing to trust again immediately. However, you're trusting with less in the bucket, right? Mm. Some of that trust was poured out. So you're trusting with only what's left and that trust has to be built back up. So you have to choose to trust with whatever you have left in the tank Mm -hmm. and then build it back up again. So I'm not trying to take away what you said. I mean, I I think that it, it... no, yeah, that's what you're I, right. What I was saying but, with like, don't talk down to your spouse of if you're committed to them, and you know you're saying, I'm I'm still here, mm-hmm. and we're gonna get through this. Yeah. And so, um, but that's just you know choosing choosing to do that and choosing to, um, not have the lack of trust. Um, it's a daily choice from both parts. So if you want um, to talk about this more with us or get those, you know, exercises and tips and tools, this topic or other topics, 
um, you can jump on a free discovery call with us and we can go through kind of what we think are your strength and growth areas and your own um, marriage and relationship. So um, you can find us at marriagepuzzle.com or on social media, Facebook and Instagram at marriagepuzzle. And uh, we hope you join us next week for our weekly podcast where uh, together we work on marriage one puzzle piece at a time. See you later. Have a great week. <laughs>